Hello, Jay here. If I could ask, could you give us a little five-star rate in Apple Podcasts? Go on, please. It won't take long. You can just do it now. That'd be lovely. And share the podcast. Tell your friends. Appreciate it. And on today's show, we're talking to the awesome Nathan Haig from Kombucha Wow. Oh, and it's, no, it's Kombucha, Jay. Kombucha, there's no A. Mm. Half English, half Australian, Nathan only settled in Phuket in January last year. His journey to Phuket has taken him from IT systems and marketing consultancy to now making fermented water. He's also making vegan chocolate. Mm. Nathan is super cool and doing his bit to help us have a more plant-based diet. We like Nathan. He's wow. Mmm. Wow. Kombucha wow. Or kombucha if you're like me and you forget there's an O in it. But that's what us dyslexic people do, eh? Mmm. Nathan. Mmm. Wow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. That's got to be a real difficult one. What's I mean, in wrong, terms of Russell? in terms of life. Hold on, hold on, because the listener has no idea. In terms what of you're life, going about. I have no idea what we're talking about, and I'm sad. We haven't invited you into the conversation. That yet. is half English, in. half Australian. I mean, well, that's just horrible. Nathan Haig, is it Haig? Is that how I say it? It is. Thank you for joining us. As in here. the Haig. <laughs> As in the Haig, yes. Right. As in what other Haigs do you know? Eric. Was he the Viking? Eric the Viking Haig? No, Eric Crossfit Eric. I didn't know his name was Haig. Yeah, Are you related? Well, it's, Do you know it's Eric? It's spelled slightly different. Oh, Eric, Eric. Eric. Yeah, Eric. sure. The I Viking know Eric. Eric. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, Nathan. Hello. Haig. <laughs> when did you get to Phuket? <clears throat> Originally, uh, about 10 years ago. And what oh, was wow. it that brought you here? I went down here for a laugh. And uh, I was living the patty of life at the time. And then I uh, just went, yeah, Phuket's just down the road. So I came down here for a weekender and then just went, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I fell in love with the place there and then. And then, uh, yeah, the patty of life was a little bit less and less glamorous compared with like coming down here to whoa, Phuket. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Has anyone ever described patty life as glamorous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing in Patia? Oh, actually, when did you get to Patia? <laughs> this is not the podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this will be the Joey Lashark After Hours podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, when did well, I get there? I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> the love zone. That would actually get more listeners. Than yeah, yeah, probably. Um, say that. So I, I basically sold my business in Australia. I went back to the UK and then I had this idea. I'm just like, right, I've got a bit of money behind me. So that's all groovy. Got a bit bored and went... Clearly, I need to be a scuba instructor. That's what I need to do with my life. And then that's when I just uh, looked at Patia and just went, that's where I should go. And uh, yeah, so just arrived in Patia on, the, I think, the Friday and started my scuba internship for six months uh, on the Saturday. And then <laughs> within three days went, yeah, this is shit. And, uh, and then, yeah, so I lived out my days out for about six months in Patia. And uh, yeah, just that's what I was doing there. Well, that's a podcast done. Done. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming, that guys. That was great. It's been um, brilliant. <laughs> right, there's a lot to unpack. I've got a couple there. of questions. Do you, do you want to start, Russ? No, no, I'll let you start for once. Okay. 
you were in Australia. So my first question. Such an idiot. You're not Australian. Yep, I am. You are Australian, but you are English as well. Yes. Okay. So let's go right back. So where were you born? UK. Okay. And then to a Australian and English parents. Yep. Mia, she was a she was I was about to say Pommy, and uh, my dad was uh, an Aussie. So yeah. Okay, but then did you grow up in England or grow up in Australia? So I grew up in the UK. Judging by the look of him, he hasn't grown up at all. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Which we quite like. Love it. <laughs> Fitting right in. Absolutely. Um, right, I need to get my head around. So you so grew up where? Um, in a place called Huntingdon, which is famous okay. for uh, John Major. Yeah. Um, so. That, that's really it. Oh, and also appearing on the cover of Crap Towns 2, uh, the Huntingdon Square, where I used to live. It's like Crap Towns 2? Where was, what happened to Crap Towns 1? Yeah. Mate, it was a bestseller it? enough to make Crap Towns yeah. 2, you know what I mean? They just went, oh, Huntingdon, we should put that on the Are cover. You sub- is there a subscribers base to this Crap Towns? I think you should just look for it on Google and just have the lulls, because it's like, okay, that's great. Have a look at the entry for Grimsby. Brilliant. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Job done. And how long did you grow up for in the UK? That's a terrible <laughs> asked question, wasn't it? Let me Do start you speak again. English? <laughs> Very badly. <laughs> no, I've got a meeting with my classroom teacher actually today. Not my teacher, but my boy's teacher. Apparently, his English is as bad as mine. Um, how long did you grow up for in the UK before you left to go to Australia? Uh, I actually left the UK uh, in my, I think it was my mid twenties. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you had your the whole childhood... Yeah, I became a grown-up over there, like, relatively, and then just went, right, time to uh, Foxtrot Oscar. So I just went, yeah, time to go to Australia. So I left Any particular sh- reason Australia other than family connection? Uh, no, no, oh, mm, no, not really. Like, my family connection was over there, and uh, so I'd been to Australia, like, quite Back a few times. Through, yeah. yeah, yeah, so then I was just like, well, fuck it, we'll just go to Australia. So then that's what I did, and I went there to set up my own business. Uh, so I was writing the business plan, literally on the back of a napkin on the 747 on the way over. <laughs> So, uh, I went to run up uh, an IT company because I just sold about a million pound contract after never being a salesman ever in my life. I was just the engineer and uh, I'd sold almost a million pounds like a contract and uh, the owners of the business uh, in London were at each other's throats. It was a husband and wife team. <laughs> so uh, the guy loved me. The chick just hated the ground I walked on. And uh, hello, Anne, if you're listening. And, uh, Hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. Nice. Please don't keel over of a communicable disease. But anyway. <laughs> I don't um, know what that means, but it sounds horrible. <laughs> no, she, she was adorable in you know face-punching sort of way. But, um, but so yeah, no. There she, is a place for everyone in life, just some of them haven't been dug yet. Have you yeah. got some stuff to get off your chest? Because no, it seems like you no, have. No, it's all fine. It's all good. <laughs> Love you, Anne. Love you. That's fine. Hold on. Let's, let me track back a little bit. So. Yes. You grew up in the UK, mm. went to school in the UK, mm. university? No, 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 that's just so on my Facebook profile that I went to Harvard. People think I go there, but I didn't. That's brilliant. I didn't. IT. Yes. So what was it that got you into IT? Um, into the job. Yeah, into the job. So uh, basically, remember Curry's back in the day? I remember Curry's, yeah. Yeah, right. So it was like, this little like seven-year-old like stood there like waiting for my auntie and curries to do whatever auntie's doing curries and went down the back and there's this whole wall of computers and it was like (gasps) there's an atari down the back so yeah just down the back of the shop and this whole wall of computers and it literally like at that point went yep my life is sealed as an it guy that was it so like all from that time got straight into it that's an it that was my origin story for it Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, That's very cool. I know. So you'd sold this, or the business had been sold in the UK. Sold in Australia. So I'd uh, so I'd gone over to Australia. No, no, no. To track back, so before sure. you even got to Australia, yes. What was the? 
just wanted you, you had enough of the UK and thought Australia is and had pissed you off. Yeah. She turned you down, said, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> she gave me a £300 commission check I'm lucky on, you on said a million that. quid. £300? So, so she can, uh, you know, <laughs> I know we're not really allowed to swear, but she can fuck the fuck off. And at that point, Poor that, Anne. Was, that was my I second... Sorry for, I don't even know Anne, and I feel sorry for well, her. It was hilarious, because the guy that, um, that I'd actually sold it to, right, well, the company that I'd sold it to, was, um, was Heron International, right, which is like a huge, huge company across there. And the contact, or their contact, was uh, became a mate of mine. So we'd actually moved in together. I was like living with the geezer, <laughs> and uh, so like when we went off for the, the weekend, and uh, just like just I don't know, we did some I don't know his coke off hookers tummies or whatever we did. I can't remember. It was that good. And then we got back on a Monday morning, and then all of the wrong equipment had been delivered, and and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, "I don't know." And I crossed over to Canary Wharf. And when Anne, she was like on the phone, brushed me aside, and I was just like, yeah, you need to basically um, sort that shit out because you delivered all the wrong stuff. And she's like, Nathan, you're just the engineer. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's just that I sold the contract, so uh, how much commission am I getting out of that? And she was she just looked at me with venom in her eyes, wrote out a check for 300 quid, and I'm like, and the rest? Ah, yeah. And she went, that's all you're getting, you're just the engineer. And I was like, right, you can bash that up, you fucking ass. And then ripped up the check. Fucking threw it on her, drove back over to uh, to London at Euston, and then just went, Floyd, I'm out, mate, I'm off to Australia. And he went, yeah, all right. That was it. That was done. And then literally the next day I was on the on the on the 747. So that was that was the story. Thank you, Anne. Thank you, Anne. Because Anne really you started on you on the path. Yeah. yeah. She to greatness. Did. The dark side. To fermented <laughs> water, which we'll get to later. Very shortly. <laughs> um, so Australia decided to do an IT company. Can I ask what, because IT is a very vague yeah. thing. What, yeah, what do you mean by IT? Because we, we, we noticed, or Russell noticed your tattoo on your arm, which was a space invader. Space yes. invader. So you obviously, you like the old 90s games. Absolutely. I 90s for you. Because Hashtag I know you didn't want people bubble. to realise you're a bit older than That's that. Well, thanks, mate. You're right. You're welcome. 48. No one's listening. <laughs> um, so what was the IT company that you set up in Australia? So I set up, um, originally, I set up um, uh, for... Um, basically smart homes so because uh, that's kind of what I was doing in the UK so you see more on that Australians smart mm. so this is before we had like Google Assistant this is before we had uh, you know uh, all the Apple stuff etc et before way before all that so basically I had a home that kind of like would would think for itself um, so I, I got myself well, I have never done this before on my own right so I arrived in Australia I set up a, a show home like I got like a couple of million dollar show home Went on the door, knocked on the door and went, I'd like to install a free system, a uh, smart home system, all right? Which was like just unheard of at the time. So we got the security system installed for free. We got um, like uh, HPM, uh, which was like the big electrical company over there selling this like new school uh, home automation equipment. Um, and obviously I was doing all the computer stuff and the cabling. Anyway, so basically I had a, a Gold Coast show home um, and then we sort of brought architects around, and you could basically control the, the house um, using cameras and stuff. Turning lights on, air cons. Yeah, at the remotely. time. Yeah, absolutely. So at and the when time, was this? oh, dude, this is like holy shit. This is why is in my mid twenties. This is easily about twenty years ago. Yeah. So early two thousands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so so the internet's alive, but the whole sort of smart home. Yeah, no one was doing that. Yeah. Negotiated with an, an insurance company as well. Which so pre iPhone. Yeah, oh my God, yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Well, iPhones, mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. it's not mentioned the iPhone. No, no, remortgage your house for the top of the range model, sure thing. 
So I just say, <laughs> he might be half Australian, but he drinks a cup of tea like a proper Englishman. How's that? Pinky out. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was just for the podcast. No one's, no, no one's, no one's noticed. <laughs> Good, I think I got away with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apart from the half a million listeners. Yeah, yeah. great. Why does the pinky have to come out? It's, just, well, it's a cup, isn't it? It's a cup. Well, it's, just, it's just difficult to hold otherwise. I, I, like I don't know. a couple of fucking mugs in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Australia. Whereabouts in Australia were you? I don't know. I've never met you. Touch that again, Russell. <laughs> um, sorry, listener. I just have to point out, we're in Bake, back at Bake today. Thank you, Bake, by the way, for the lovely service and everything else you do for us. But they give you a little... Um, bake or tart. Bake or thank they you. They are delicious. And they are delicious mm. bake or tarts. It is. The, the crumble, not so good. The uh, bake or tarts are very good, but Russell always steals mine, and I'm taking it away. Thank you. Snaffled that one away. Mm. So, whereabouts in Australia were you? So, uh, when I landed, uh, I was on the Gold Coast, uh, so surface paradise, and uh, so I kind of like just lived there, set up base there. Do you have family up that sort of range? Or? Yeah, kind of. Like my uh, my old man at the time was uh, probably about I don't know, about two hours south, and uh, just over the New South Wales border. So, uh, and like. The Gold Coast is where Australia goes to party, do you know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. like, well, I'm in my 20s, clearly I should set up on the Gold Coast, what could go wrong? So, um, and yeah, just basically set it up there. I had a ball of a time, I love the Gold Coast. Everyone like slates it and knocks it and it's like, but it's awesome. It's like Australia's Las Vegas on steroids, it's brilliant. <laughs> I've uh, never ever been to Australia. It's totally, totally awesome, you should totally go. The only thing that ruins it usually is the Australians themselves. Yes. <laughs> They're a bit dickish I sometimes. agree with all that. Sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you get like really good ones and stuff, but the half ones like yourself are all right, aren't they? Oh yeah, we're fucking awesome, mate. Yeah. But like, you know, <laughs> the ones that leave Australia are usually yeah. pretty good. The natives <laughs> can go and eat a dick, you know. <laughs> so, so, IT business went well yep. in Australia. Yep. Decided to flog it, sell it. Yep. So I got a shot of that, and then uh, was that because you wanted to, or did someone yep. offer it to you? You were just like, I'm, I'm just done with it. So I'd done that, and uh, I sold that, and then I moved up to Brisbane. Um, with the I, thinking to set up something else or just to whenever I set up a business it's always like an eye on how I can get rid of it yeah so like you know that's my first rule of business is like well if I'm going to build something how does my exit like how do I get rid of it if anyone wants a canine dog training facility (laughs) just let me know I'm on on 10% commission I think or if you see Anne she only gives you 300 quid yeah yeah, right now I'll take 300 quid though to be fair (laughs) to be fair yeah so moved up to Brisbane not I know where Brisbane is up I'm assuming further north north so up into the Alps. Mm. So you went up there, and what was the idea for moving up there? So uh, the missus at the time, uh, she was a pommy, so like we just moved up there, so she got a job, and then uh, I set up the second company, and that was um, with uh, another bloke, and uh, it was a mate. And, uh, so we set up our, uh, our next business, which was um, Easy Networks, which is still going to this day. And um, so that one, again, was like breaking new frontiers, because at the time, like it was, not really well known or not really sort of taken up, but we were doing um, computers that never needed to be upgraded. So like they call it thin client computing. So we were basically showing uh, people with like the oldest, shittest computers in Christendom how they could refresh those computers if they used our system. And, uh, and we, were ju- we just cleaned up, <laughs> we just absolutely cleaned up. Um, so that, as I say, is still going today. Without so. getting too technical, is hmm. that going from like Sort of more into like cloud operating. Like this was pre-cloud. This so, is yeah. So you like the yeah. genesis of cloud operations in that yes. respect. So you don't have to upgrade your system because everything's up in the cloud. Anyway. That's exactly yeah, right. So they would basically have a, a server hours, and uh, we would basically put it on their site at the time, 
and um, and then yeah, they'd basically sort of like all you know remote desktop into that into that server. Um, so that's that's pretty much what we're doing. And no no one really was doing it. Like you know, there was a very very few companies doing it, so we could charge a premium. And, uh, and companies were just like, so I never need to upgrade my computers again. And you're like, no. Nah. And they're like, yeah, we're on board. So we absolutely cleaned up with that one, um, which was great. Really, really enjoyed that. A lot of real estate agents um, to this day around Australia still still use our system. Vets and veterinary surgeries and practices and uh, real estate. Oh, not army vets. No, no, okay, no. Sorry. No. I was just trying to bring it, come into the conversation because I have no idea what you lot are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, yeah. computer, schools? something. So, uh, yeah, uh, no, at the time we didn't get any schools. schools. Hospitals? It was, no, it was mainly business because you have to like break. You're just going to name business. No, uh, it's not. I'm, I'm trying to think of places that would have a yeah. I'm trying to think of places that would have a lot of. Lingerie like, outlets. Well, the, a the lot thing, of IT operations. What, and what we were doing at the time, we were going around and thinking about where you could sell something like that where you'd have multi site. So let's say they had four different offices. Like how. We, and to this day, still people don't really like do it correctly. But if you had, say, four offices in the same business, how would you connect? all those four offices together so seamlessly so everyone's using the same documents yeah. and blah 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 it's easier now because you're all using Google Docs but at the time it was like oh, I just I think I'll just email that over it's just no, it's just fucked so we just had this system where there was a, a central server and everyone was sharing it again pre-cloud um, and that's why we did so well you know but the way that we sold it as well was 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 really the genesis for everything else that I did since then, which was we could have just sold a box of things to them, like ROM, RAM, RIM, like, like no one gives a shit what's in a computer. <clears throat> they just want to see it work. You said RIM and shit at the same time. <laughs> Sorry, that's my like, bringing some humor. Cut that, RAM. Cut, cut that bit out. That's fine. That, that'll be on the end. Well, oh, I like RAMs. Get them at the end of the cliff, they push back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hashtag Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but, but we, we came up with a, a novel way of selling um, because every single computer company at the time, um, they basically were like selling things and doing, you know, different documents, you know, customised for each of the customers and, you know, it would just take like a sales guy ages to do that. And what I came up with with Lyndon, uh, my partner, was, right, why don't we McDonaldize that? And instead of just sort of talking about like how much course power like a computer has or the server has, all we do is we say, right, you can have the whole solution right for five users, which includes everything and installation for, and we did it over 24, 36, 48, and 60 months. So we had a deal with a finance company. <clears throat> so we just went, right, this whole solution is going to cost you this much per month, pre-budget your IT. And people just went, holy shit, I love that, because everyone hates IT. Still to this day, everyone hates an IT department. <clears throat> so we went in there and just went, yeah, get rid of them, use us. It's going to cost you this much per month, every single month, pre-budget your IT expenditure up to 12 months ahead, and it's all tax deductible. And people just went, holy shit. So that's why, you know, and, and the company's still going today. So yes. So it was that genesis of like making a, something as complex and shitty as IT, where, you know, the CEO or founders like eyes would glaze over to then just going, listen, mate, we're on your page, right? Just tick the box, all right? What do you want? You want backup? Yeah, I do. Right, well, tick that box. It's an extra $3 a month over 60 months. Oh, okay, cool. Tick it. So you would walk out of the very first meeting with uh, with a contract. Like, was it? Done. <laughs> and you've never been in sales before, no? No. Because no. you've just pitched that really well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I wouldn't buy it personally, because it's not no, for me. But, no, you know. shifty eyes that I have, I wouldn't <laughs> trust me either. But, you know what I mean? But, like, that's what I mean. I was sold by the Space Invaders tattoo, so, yeah. <laughs> And the pinky with the and the pinky, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just a juxtaposition of awesomeness, yeah. <laughs> and uh, with geekiness. But um, yeah, so, that's, so that's what we the did. Brisbane, so that whatever you just said for the last ten minutes, which I kind of switched off for, apart from the <laughs> fact I think you said boobs at one point. Um, 
you sold that one? Yeah, so I, I sold And then that, that was the time then to move to the I'm UK. I'm just trying to, you know... Yeah, piece together the origin story yeah, yeah, of why I'm here. So yeah, I got rid of that. was the time to come to Thailand? Yeah, so why I... Why Thailand? Um, well, because I'd been here when I was... Um, I'd backpacked, like, I don't know, fucking years before that. And then, like, me and the missus at the time, we arrived in uh, Bangkok. And we were just like, holy shit, this place is awesome. Um, that answers my, my next question. Hmm. What was that? Well, you Cause mentioned... Because I'll answer it. Well, no, because you mentioned that you'd gone to Brisbane with this pommy last that you'd met. Aye. I was going to ask if she made it to Thailand. So she certainly made it to Bangkok. Yes. Okay. Mm. So we got to Bangkok, loved it, and then uh, just went, hmm, tick that box later, I'll visit that place again. And uh, I thought I'd be going with her as well, to be fair. So that's, that's when I was back in the UK. I, uh, I just wanted to go back. Oh, I wanted to be a scuba instructor <laughs> when I grew up. So I had the money to be able to do that and the means, and then just went, fuck it, I'm just going to go to Thailand. Have you ever Thailand. done scubaing before? Yeah, I had, and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. But like, there's a difference between enjoying something, it's like, Indeed, you know, a, a cheeky little thing, and then, yeah, as a profession. And then I think it was about do, like, three days into the six-month internship. <laughs> Hello, Mermaids Dive Centre, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but after three days, I'm like... Was Anne there or not? Has she gone she, she wasn't, um, but she would have She would have uh, had an accident, I'm sure, it's if she was with me. held under. Yeah, yeah crying shame if that happened yeah. but um yeah so after three days i'm like yeah this is shit there's no money in this um but i want to be a dive instructor <laughs> fuck it whatever so i did that for six months and uh, while i was there um yeah i just basically went to the gym every day and uh, everyone like lives the part of your life you know what i mean they go to walking street they get pissed and you know shag everything that moves and uh, it's just not my thing so um yeah well so you I, shag things that don't move because that's a bit <laughs> weird we're still talking about the rams I, i'm not yeah. sure I, i'm happy just looping back all right yeah. um so yeah i'm desperate and uh, <laughs> exactly so uh, yeah I'd, I'd finished that uh, six months and during that six months of going to the gym every day i found myself training other people so then at that point i just went fuck it i'm gonna be a personal instructor a personal trainer so then i went to brisbane again did a personal training course and oh, then so you, you tried diving in Patia, yes. the muff diet didn't work, so you then went, I'm going to get buff, mm. got buff, I'm going to mm. train other people to get buff, mm. talking to buff, hey Russell, <laughs> yeah. how you doing? <laughs> Look at me, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. You, you, you're a little bit less buff than Russ. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, so you went back to Brisbane to mm. train how to be buff, or to train other people to, to get buff? To train other people, so I became a, a registered personal trainer. Okay, and, that and then what happened after that? Yeah, I really, really did. But at the end of that, like you just go, okay, like I'm now a registered personal trainer. Well, okay. And so I went out and I started to train people and made a decent like wedge of, of uh, from that. But then what I found, right, as usual, like I'm shit at paperwork, right? I know my limitations and paperwork is one of them. So what I did is um, I basically uh, knew fresh out of personal training school, but I was making more money and more bookings for customers than the other trainers that had been at these two different gyms I worked at. Some had been there for years. And uh, like it was, again, just that whole sales thing we talked about, the genesis from earlier on. Um, and so, okay, so that was working, but then the, next chick I was with at the time in Brisbane was like yeah because you go through them didn't you yeah you know what I mean fair <laughs> enough yeah. fair enough when you're a stud you're a stud didn't you yeah. when you got it you got it yeah exactly you don't flaunt it do you know what I mean like, oh, you'd be amazed with oh, that pinky hook I'm a dive do. instructor and sometimes I'm a buff personal trainer but I'm also a geeky IT guy too look at my space invader <laughs> <laughs> so uh invade her space oh, do you want to play snake <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so anyway, listener. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, 
so I got to that 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 position where like I was making like a decent amount sorry, of money. Was this, in, back in this was in Brisbane. Brisbane. Okay. Yeah, this was in Brisbane. Um, but then I'd always lose, let's say, one or two sessions per week. I would just forget to bill them, right? So like I had a great partner at the time who was like doing all my bookings and the billings. But she would be like, "No, you've, you've done two. Where, where, where are these people? Like, where's their detail? Oh, I don't know." Did you so. not think about at that time, just mm. as an idea, which mm. probably you didn't think about because otherwise mm. you would have done it? Mm. You have an IT if background. I if I knew someone had like an IT, yeah. System. If I just knew yeah. how I could get, I could get a, a good booking a good system, system. Yeah. a system that would work for me as a personal trainer, where it would automatically bill them. If I, you know, before the cloud come, I could create something. If only, if only if someone only. knew how to do that. Oh, if only. What happened? So I created a booking system that uh, did exactly that. Oh and, wow! Uh, yeah, it's funny incredible. that. Funny that. <laughs> so, uh, so then I, I moved away from personal training and went back into IT and yeah so that's that's so I built Australia well and um, so I had a couple of coders working for me and then uh, yeah we basically moved away from the actual physical personal training of people and became a software company so that's where the Australia well uh, came from so most people around the world that kind of like follow me or, or like know me kind of know me as Australia well and um, so it's the wow bit for the fermented water which we can talk about the fizzy vinegar water yes yeah, so Which that's that's, that's the origin story on that one. So uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Well, you've so. done some cool stuff, <coughs> interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I regret nothing. And Australia Wow is that the just a booking software specific to industry no. or is it? No, it was like so 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 like far ahead of its time. So this is uh, again pre iPhone days. So uh, it would uh, it would tell you um, your exercise program. So it actually code up. It would program your exercise. Uh, routines, right? Your your periodized fitness program was personalized for you based on what equipment you wanted to work with or what your fitness goals would. When we pitched that against a, a registered personal trainer with experience and got them to write our program, so my system versus what the personal trainer did, mine always won out. Like, so it was like super ahead of its time, and there's still nothing like that at the moment um, on all of the different apps. Do you that still we own that? Yeah, I do, I do. And it also did their nutrition. So we had Murray Claire O'Shea, she was on the Gold Coast. So she did our, our full like uh, nutrition system, which was all part of it. And it would even go down to telling you which grocery aisle right, you could buy the ingredients for your calorie controlled and, and macro controlled diet, which would also get you two fitness goals. So it was booking, billing, membership, uh, marketing, uh, nutrition, uh, exercise programming, it was like everything. But the only regret that I have in life like, would be that I didn't move to mobile quick enough. So, because we had Windows phones at the time, Windows Mobile. Um, but this is just before the iPhone came out. So we had a decent amount of subscribers on a monthly basis on that, um, like all paying, so that was good. And then, uh, yeah, we just missed the jump to mobile. So, and then, yeah, we just went off. Like, it's just too hard to do that. Oh, God. So record scratch. So, yeah, basically, I, I kind of wound that down because I'm like, I didn't have the appetite to move to mobile um, at the time because it was just too big a project. And the technology wasn't really mature enough with the first generation of the iPhone. We looked at it and went, well, this is quite shit. You can even do copy-paste. So we just went, oh, fuck. The writing's on the wall. Uh, and at some point in the future, I am sure I'll dust that back off the shelf and like resurrect that code. But for now, it's like, I've got, got too much else to do. So we wound that operation down. Um, and then, yeah, just moved on to other stuff, so, which was good. So then, I had enough of Patia. Yes. And then I thought we'd come down to Phuket. Yes. And what was your plan to do, or oh, sorry, what was your plan? 
Um, so I just went to kind of Phuket and basically set up something, you know, like but something as in something something like IT based, perhaps something fitness based. I wasn't quite sure when I got here, and then uh, I kind of just chilled out for like a couple of months. Really, I was just like, fuck it, just did different things, went to the gym, and just chilled out. And uh, yeah, and then after that, I just went right. I am going to just go back to Australia and then set up a marketing consultancy. So I bounced after Phuket. I went back to Australia, set up a, a marketing consultancy agency, and just did that for like years until uh, January last year. I gave it up. So wow, okay, well, okay. I didn't think it was that. Okay, so it was that. But yes. you were in Australia, but it was just coming. Were you yeah, so coming I, back and forth. Yeah, so I go between three countries like regularly. So I'll spend time uh, in Australia, in Sydney, and then I'll go to London, and then I'll go to uh, Phuket, and then just kind of just eternally travel around, and then everywhere else in between. So if a customer is in. Uh, Hong Kong, then I'll, I'll get flown over to Hong Kong. If I'm in uh, Marbella, I had to go to Marbella twice, so I had to go over there. So wherever the customers were, that's what I would do. It's so. quite a big marketing consultancy then, if you're going yep. to Marbella and to Hong Kong. Yep. It's not like me popping down to see Russell and doing the bar <laughs> cast no, for him. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty awesome. Like, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, I, I basically sit there with like CMOs and um, and help them out, right? So you know, like you're sitting there at the C-suite level and their own staff like fuck up, and you just point out where they're fucking up. So it's like at a very high level, like uh, almost like a, a fractional CMO or like a virtual CMO, right? So I was doing that for companies. So yeah, you would basically go in and set up everything for them and, and automate everything. So massive on the business process automation, which continues up until well, January last year, but I'm now doing it in our own company. So basically we had a piece of, um, so to give you some, like any of the, the listeners listening into this that are like still with us at this point in time. <laughs> some um, of the geeky ones are. Hello. <laughs> so uh, you, you can basically take something, so there's a piece of uh, software out there, um, which is called um, uh, UiPath. And we had a customer in the UK that had a global business, had about five different bank accounts all over the world and subscriptions coming in from all of these different people like on a monthly basis, right? Point of the story is that it would take a dedicated person in his business in the UK two weeks, two working weeks, to every month, all right, half of the month to do all the processing of these five different bank accounts to make sure people pay their subscriptions and then block them if they're not. And, and you're the right person to ask about people paying their subscriptions. Hell yeah! <laughs> so I, I used the UiPath and we basically sort of sat there, so we flew me over to the UK, made sure that everything, I just literally sat there and watched her and saw what she was doing stuff. Point of the story is you can use this software and it was like two working weeks and we got it down to three minutes. And when you say that to people, right, and you can just, you know, people go, oh, bullshit, you know, they're fucking lying. And it's like, well, no, not really. Like, show you how to do it. That's what yeah. you can do. So they call that robotic process automation. And that's really interesting because you can just go, well, if that's, you can, you can robotic process automate, like, common tasks, repetitive tasks. Um, and you can basically just reclaim time for staff to do something actually revenue generating rather than just admin shit. So, yeah, we got it down from, as I say, like 10 days. We got it down to three minutes. And um, yeah, so I did that for quite a while. You know, that's and do you still have that company now? Um, no, that's the I gave that up in January of uh, of 2020. Yeah. So when you gave that up, and then you came over here January 2020. Yeah. So that's just COVID, isn't just, it? Just 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 pre COVID. <laughs> just coming in. So I arrived in I arrived in Phuket uh, for um, 
beginning of March, I think it was, uh, of Just 2020. Yeah. Dude, it was three days yeah. I arrived here, and then on three days here, like Australia then closed its borders, and I'm like, well, that's that's exciting. That'll just be for 30 days. Yeah. And uh, so here we are at Bake, uh, yeah. 16 months later. Yeah, uh, right. So yeah, so I've been here ever since. So let's kind of, when did the kombucha? Because that's the that's what we we're here to not really talk about. Mm. You don't want to talk about. Mm. But when did this whole kombucha thing come on? Yeah, so I... Because um, you're not a vegan, are you? I'm a shit vegan. All okay. right, the last thing to give up will be like milk Meat. and... Uh, <laughs> 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 <sighs> Sigh, sigh. No, I, uh, you know, the whole eggs. He can't talk yet. He can't talk yet. That's and, the best I'm I've ever heard. <laughs> I love you for that. I'm just going to hum. So you're more... You're a... <laughs> So, viewers, uh, this is an inter interim period. Yeah. We're serving ice creams right now and snacks. Just wait oh, for this. You can't have ice creams. <laughs> no, I can't. Lucky. Well, it's funny you should say that because we make vegan ice cream. Right. So, oh, they're not fuck ice, they're both not of you. So you're, yeah, they you're, are. you're trying to be as plant-based as possible because it's not so yes. much vegan. You're trying to be plant-based, which is a positive thing apparently for the environment. Is this more of a moral thing or? Yeah, it is actually. Like, no, I, I, it never was. I was just like, eh, I'll just try it for like my health and stuff. Um, when I was doing some dodgy stuff, like with. Um, maybe some performance enhancing things in a previous life, hashtag Patia. Um, I found out that I had uh, my kidneys like took a right fucking beating, yeah. just by pure chance, like nothing physically wrong with me in any way, shape or form, but just as a random sort of like um, medical patch. I had. Yeah, yeah they said, exactly. oh yeah, you got stage three chronic kidney disease. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Went vegan, militant vegan for 30 days and uh, my kidney efficiency luckily went back up again, can so I, yay. Can I ask, before you went vegan, were you a big meat eater or, no, or not, not really? No, look, not particularly. Like, I mean, you know, you want like some burnt ends and you want like a hot dog and stuff like that. Yeah, no worries, but like meat every single meal, like really, really wasn't my thing. But I just think the thing is like with the whole vegan movement, it's like a couple of different things. It's one, like, look, if you go out and hunt a deer, like, look, I get it, all right. I guess I'm on board with that. But if you look at like all of the factory farming and the yeah. conditions, it's like, really? And that's not. We, we've talk, talked about this a that. few times before. It's yeah. the disconnect between yeah. the the steak that you see beautifully wrapped in the yeah. shop versus the cow that it's come from. There's a complete yeah. disconnect. I don't this. want to be a bar of that. And, and again, more profound, like here in Phuket, like you see um, the utes like bouncing around on like a boiling hot day and a pig on its side like trapped in a cage like, on its side. Ten of them stacked on top uh, of each other. Yeah, uh, I, I can't do it. Like it's not. It's, I can't do it. And there's so many different plant-based options or like analogs at the moment, and they're just fucking getting better. I mean, I challenge you. I, I know we're not supposed to really talk about other businesses here on the island, no, but no, no. fucking huge shout out for like um, Prime Burger. Holy shit! Like. Dude, have you been down uh, like in in uh, Rawai? Like those dudes, like there's there's a couple of different plant-based burgers on the island, which are just fucking amazing. Well, interesting. As Holy part shit. of Who Gets Best Burger, I bought in the the vegetarian and the vegan right. options just for yeah. for that because there are so many options. And look, I'm not vegan, and I huh. you know I eat a lot of vegetables. So I'm quite happy with that. But the I I don't. We tried mm. the burger at Christine Puppies, widely Puppies. Um, when she had her vegan place Huge up here. shout out for like vegan junkie. Yeah, like, no, she's doing really yeah, well. Awesome. We saw her actually, we yeah. saw her at the weekend. She's yes. great. Nice. No, yeah. she's lovely. And then yeah. there's, so we, we went and did, I did a vegan thing with her. I, we've had Simon Thomas from the vegan table. He's yep. won the Simon's best burger. Right yeah. uh, um, who gets best burger for his mm. vegan burger. Sorry, it's like burping. Yeah, he's all right. But there are a lot of different vegan options and you can now go and 
Christina's one with the junkies. She does the junk food. So if you do want to have that, and then we, were you? Did we have the chicken nuggets? Oh, so I did that. Mm. I did a vegan podcast. Mm. So I wanted to learn more about veganism because mm. and why people do it and what mm. reason and where they come from. And I actually, I went and had chicken nuggets or mm. not chicken nuggets, mm. but fake chicken nuggets mm. at Simon's Place in Phuket Town at the mm. vegan table. They were lovely. You know, they yeah. were absolutely. You know, it's a vehicle for the sauce. A nuggets a vehicle for the sauce. It's like basically. Yeah. Give yeah. me. That's it. Yummy. I think what you're finding now is um, that, yeah, okay, look, you can get plant-based and that's fine, but I mean, what you're seeing now is um, technology is kicking in at such a fast rate, so I think they're just waiting for FDA approval at the moment, but there's about 50,000 pounds worth of chicken that they're going to create every year, which is lab-grown. They're just waiting, there's this company in America that's just waiting now for purely any day now for like FDA approval, so now you can grow lab-grown meat. So that's yeah. going to throw everybody in a pickle because I'm telling you, I'd be happy to eat that. All right, I'd be like, well, oh, okay, cool. Like, because you're not, it's just, you're just eating the muscle meat. Like, there's no sentiments on there. You're not killing anything. You're not like, you know. So, yeah, I, that's going to throw a lot of like vegans in a tizzy on that one, too. I guess the pragmatic approach would be like, if you don't have to give up meat, but you're like the idea of like, you know, 98% less water used in the production, et cetera, et cetera, right? And, you know, the next bat aids isn't going to like come as a fucking result of like factory intense farming yeah. if you can have lab grown meat that tastes and cooks and looks like exactly because it is meat would you eat it so the only thing now left is to say well how are you going to market that because the meat industry will go exactly the fucking same way as all the dairy companies you're not allowed in europe for example to say the word milk anywhere on your packaging and you're not allowed to like use milk based or mil milk shaped containers right in Europe it, the bandit is against the law you can't call milk milk no. so, so if I produce almond milk I can't call it almond milk I just Correct. Call, I kind of almost semi agree with that though because I've never seen a nipple on an almond how about how about milk thistle you know what I mean oh milk yeah, thistle coconut milk like you know what I mean? It's just like, it's a last ditch attempt at like, you know, grasping at their industry. So, you know, it doesn't matter what they say or what they think, you know, the Gen Z kids coming through are just the ones that are like starting to shape the world. But so I think more people, I mean, look, I've got two young kids and they are, I mean, they eat meat at yeah. some point, but they are more aware of everything. Mm. And I think that's the awareness. See, when I did my vegan podcast, mm. which I need to re-release actually, mm. I really wanted to, it, it, I was trying to also find out about the, the vegans that are really strong and pushing you and hate you know and, and that movement of them yeah, the almost being uh, the militant yeah and that's what I wanted to find out yeah. about and I found them really intrusive you know blaming yeah. me for eating hundred percent I'm not like, go fuck yourself like seriously you. like yeah. there's a way of like doing things and you know if that marketing converts some people well like, that's great but really it's like the moderates the moderate people the people are like yeah I know I need to eat less meat but I kind of like my burgers on a Friday you know what scale it back instead of eating meat like five times a week eat it three times a week yep. you know the whole pragmatic approach on it it'd be ideal if you ate nothing but yeah all of us just stopped them for a minute I don't know why record scratch I oh. know bloody hell that was yeah. a bit of a Christy Berg moment <laughs> thank you for the record Matrix oh <laughs> yeah. Matrix yeah. Yeah. yeah see you geeks do <laughs> Matrix I'm going more you know, yeah one of us has got a space invader tattoo and one yeah. of us doesn't that's all right. well, fair enough <laughs> um, one, one second one second just one second Oh, she's checking you out as well. She was checking me out, I think. I was going to say. Um, <laughs> so where did the kombucha thing... First of all, let's, yes. let's throw it out there. What is kombucha? Kombucha, whatever, with, a, with an O. Uh, basically, fizzy vinegar Hold on, well, let me start again. Yes. What is kombucha? <laughs> so, kombucha... Don't tell me that, I say <laughs> things, son. 
Is that with a C or a K? I really don't know. <laughs> uh, tomato, we tomato. About, we talked about the C word. <laughs> that briefing at the start of this conversation. There's what is kombucha? So kombucha is um, it's basically uh, fermented. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a fermented tea drink, right? So it's slightly it's sweet, slightly sour. It is. It's made from tea, like regular tea. Your PG tips, right? Whack it in there. Oh, really? Put, yeah, put a, an absolute metric so shit ton of sugar. Hmm? So you're putting a load of sugar into it. So you're making moonshine. No, there's, uh, there is alcohol, or there can be alcohol yeah, in absolutely. kombucha. So what you do is fermented, right? So anything that's fermented is going to have alcohol. Even tomatoes, can, tinned tomatoes have like, alcohol in them. So what happens is you take a, you make a really, really strong cup of tea. You take tea bags, uh, tea leaves in this case, um, you add the water, and then you put like a metric shitload of sugar in there, and then you put um, some uh, existing culture in there so you'll tip that in there too to kickstart the fermentation process without that it would just so get you didn't molded, do this in right? australia did you no 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 so my brother actually did it like a, a culture oh you're on fire today brilliant I, I i've got nothing i've got nothing to rival oh, that mate. comedy genius we should, just, <laughs> no. we should just stop now no, I, <laughs> that's it that's the end of the point mic, mic drop that's it's it. his birthday week so he, this is what it is isn't it yeah <laughs> So you weren't making, I can't even do it now. <laughs> something, something, fizzy vinegar water, something. But why did you start doing yeah, that? Yeah, that was... Well, so, um, Alice, who's uh, my business partner, and she was... a business partner. Yep, she's, uh, she's in just, Geelong. Just business partner. Right, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, okay. So, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just like looking at the woman in red that's walking past us again. I, I, holy... Anyway... I hadn't noticed that, to be fair. No, no, no I'm very me. professional. <laughs> So am I. I'm multitasking. Mm. So Alice was working in the. Just keep talking. Uh, yeah, just keep walking. <laughs> oh, just keep talking. Just keep talking. No, she loves it. She knows. She knows. She knows. She knows. Anyway, listener, we, we shouldn't say that three grown adults, men, are staring at a beautiful lady because if it was even. Hashtag me too. Yeah, but even if it was a beautiful man, I'd look too. I want to point that out right now. I don't care. If it was a gorgeous puppy out there, I'd be all over it. Once again, we've talked about me and Rams. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to your kombucha. So uh, did mate, he play for Barcelona at one point? Yeah, he did totally. Yeah, yeah. Left it was back, a forward, I think, or a striker. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> what, what was it that made you start? Apart from being in prison and making your own moonshine, what was it about making kombucha that got you? Yeah, why? Yeah, so I, uh, Alice was just uh, looking for something different, right? Because yeah. Alice? Who the fuck is Alice? I see what you did there again. Thank you. And uh, she was looking for something different. You know, the whole tourist industry at the time, pre-COVID, was just going downhill, right? So um, the whole notion of having, you know, uh, tour guides and you know, a tour desk and helping you is just like, yeah, you know what? I think I'll just book my tour with my flight. So, you know, so it's becoming less and less relevant. And so she was looking for something different. I'm like, well, why don't we try this? So I gave her a toss-up between make handmade soap all right because it was like prestige soap right artisanal soap or make kombucha and she's like what's kombucha because we can buy a bar of soap in like you know for five bar and i'm like no it's not you know what fuck it that's fine <laughs> look at the kombucha and then she tried it and she was like oh my god this is amazing so yeah we did that what was your history with kombucha there you go my brother made it <laughs> about two months prior i was in london and my brother was making it in in his uh, flat in london and i'm like what's that he goes i'm making kombucha what the fuck is that because it looks like a little science experiment in a jar, and because uh, it yeah, they, it doesn't look pretty when you're when you're manufacturing yeah. it, and uh, yeah, he's like kombucha. So I had a taste of it, and I just went, holy shit, that's really yums. What is it? And he's like, tell me. I'm sorry. Yeah. You went to your teenager years, then it's really yums. Yeah. <laughs> I totally did. 
it's like, you know, so I yeeted it down my throat. And, and it was like, Yeah, it's man. It's wicked. I love me Kombucha. I went very racist then. That was I? like, yeah. is it because I was black? Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I basically, uh, yeah, so that was about two months prior. And then I thought, huh. And I, I, how, I long it, this. how long does it take? And he's like, oh, it takes about three days, Nath. And I'm like, oh, all right. And then, yeah. Okay, I can do that in about three minutes, mate. <laughs> yeah. I got a special program to do it. Twice. And, uh,. <laughs> Yeah, so I did that. So I brought that idea back to Alice, and then uh, I sort of gave it to her, and you know, she ran with that. So she was literally making it in the lounge in uh, in her place in Chillong, and then uh, I was like, but right. Was this for a business? So you was actually thinking, yeah. I'm going to make this for a business. Yeah, fuck it, I'm going to do it as a business. I gave her two options. I was like, I'll kickstart you. Like, tell me what you want. You want to do? She's like, fuck the soap. I'm going to go for the kombucha. So she went for the kombucha, showed her how to make it, how to prep it, bought all the initial equipment. And then uh, she ran with that, and then she got the first customers on board. And uh, yeah, thanks, Cat Hot Yoga. And um, yeah, she, she basically started selling it. And then about three months into it, then COVID kicked us in the bollocks, like with everybody. Yeah. You know, we ain't we ain't special. Everybody in the island got smashed, but we we, we kept on going and, and have done since then. And so now we've got a factory and. God, but I'm assuming you're also you're, the bulk of your market is yes. surely resident market as opposed to a tourist market anyway. Uh, so I'm guessing. No, well, kind of. Like, uh, so so far that's sustained us. Like, we've got some like, some awesome customers around the island, um, but we have been shipping it around Thailand. But uh, during the whole COVID time, we took the opportunity to get uh, uh, oil certification uh, for the factory. Um, and for all the different ice cream and kombucha that we make. Um, so with the FDA certification, yeah. uh, we've got international barcodes. Um, we're basically prepping it all up now so we can basically sell um, you know, to places like Macro, um, tops, you know, Tesco's, that, yeah. Tops, you know, et cetera, but also export it as well. So okay. like it's born and bred here in Phuket, always will be, um, but we can like ship it all over the world. And so. the, the name of the company is Kombucha Wow. Yes. Yeah, so you're taking that wow factor. Yep. And I have to say, I love your artwork. It's real, it's like pop culture artwork. Oh, mate, thanks. So was what? that you doing that? No, you know what? Like, I, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted, but like John Cully, I don't know if you know what I heard I know of the him. name. He's a legend. He's, a, he's one of the graphic designers here on the island. Old school, grizzled English. He's a prick. I love him. And it's like, <laughs> honestly, he's just like, you know, he does, doesn't fuck around. So if you want something doing, you go, like, John, because I know him a couple of times, right, and spoke to him. And then uh, yeah, I was sort of like, yeah, John, can you um, you know look at my yoga? And he's like, yes, all right. And then just yeah, I gave him a brief. I, the brief was, and, and I quote, I'm like, I need something that is the Red Bull of kombucha. It's the anti-woo. It's gonna pick up a bottle of kombucha wow, put it in your lips, right, and then it will face punch you and shag your mum. That's that's the brief that I gave him, and he's like, hold my beer. Yeah. Like that. And Do you know what? Back. He's now. It, you saying that when you look at the artwork that's mm. on your bottles, he's nailed it. Because like, it, it just it pops out to you, and it, yeah, no, it does. It smacks no. you in the chin. Yeah. Probably doesn't fuck my mum. I haven't actually seen. Like, it. I'll admit that, but I'm kind of I'm envisaging sort of Batman. Uh, colourful, more colourful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the old school power, power wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's exactly that, but gotcha. just more brighter. So it's yeah. like the the 80s pink and the 80s yellow. That kind of brightness Love pops it. out. Yeah. Love it. It is fantastic. Because the, the, the funny thing is, I've seen you your products in a couple of markets as yeah. well but you notice it straight away yeah. so oh, that, that's kombucha as I call it that's kombucha wow that's wow that's wow that's wow yes and that's what it does you say kombucha wow you say wow that's kombucha not kombucha it's wow not war you say com I say can okay kombucha kombucha tomato tomato <coughs> yeah, whatever, exactly. whatever so what's the future for because you mentioned ice cream a minute ago 
Are you doing yeah. kombucha? Comb- oh, fuck you, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> you we actually make four products. So we make uh, the kombucha is like... Um, is what one flavours of do you do? What, the kombucha? Yeah. Yeah, so we've got five core flavours. And uh, it's all stuff that like is... It's all made with like proper ingredients. There's no chemical shit in there, right? So we take all of the fresh fruit, like we've got um, mango, uh, raspberry, yeah, yeah, passion mango fruit. passion fruit. Like so, the last I think we bought another hundred kilos of shitty, ugly-looking Thai passion fruit. Yeah, stuff that's like B quality, but it's awesome for putting in drinks. Yeah. So we're like kind of helping all the Thai farmers now, and we buy like a hundred kilos of fruit at a time. So you know, mango passion fruit, um, passion fruit ginger, uh, raspberry, um, vanilla. Um, peach, um, peach and mango, and uh, yeah, an apple pie. Apple pie is like is, is, is actually one of my favourites, and um, yeah, and so everybody. One hundred kilos of apple pie at a time. Um, <laughs> we buy a lot of apples, <laughs> and that actually like it feeds into what we do. We ask our suppliers right each and every fucking time, don't put plastic on it. And as you know, the tyres are like clearly I need to put plastic like coating around this banana in 7-Eleven, it's just fucking frustrating. And I put two together and there's more plastic around now. Yeah, the third one, it's just it's so frustrating. So what I did, and uh, I've got my brother to credit for this too, and uh, so I'll be testing that I think this weekend. So uh, there's something, a process called pyrolysis. And so what that does, it, it essentially turns your plastic waste so into- what happens when you jump under a bus, isn't it? <laughs> you are. But also, today. Yeah, but also no. So um, <laughs> <laughs> it turns the uh, the waste plastic into usable gasoline. All right. So that's I've built uh, a machine um, which basically does that. It's called a pyrolysis reactor. Um, and so basically all of the uh, the junk plastic that we sadly like come up with in the production of kombucha um, and ice cream and vegan Greek yogurt and chocolate. Um, yeah, all of that plastic now goes into the pyrolysis reactor, so we get usable gasoline out of that. Um, can you go back to the future with that or not? <laughs> I don't know. There's no flux capacitors. No. So. Yeah. Um, so I've got I've got that, and I'm really excited about that too. Uh, we're on version three of that, and then so when I get that perfected, because I need to get it to around about 70% efficiency, so every kilo of shit plastic you put in there, like plastic bowls, bottle tops, um, you know, like plastic wrapping foam, right? All of that you can basically turn into usable gasoline. So all of these so corporates... Actually, you're, you're, how? You're breaking yeah. it down and, and it, yeah, taking so it down to its chemical form and yeah. then taking the oils and the, and so the gasoline out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, well, you don't, yeah, you melt it, you, you cook it, but you don't melt it. So um, what you've basically got is uh, a massive like, fucking under gallon like drum and then you've got like a couple of like different things. I'm going to open source this. There's no like secret source on this. So what I want to do is make this machine which cooks the plastic, turns it into gasoline. And then what I want to do is put those, open source it and put it around the island, right? So put various ones around the island. And what that means is that you will never, or you should never see a fucking another plastic bottle on the beach because now it's, it's actually, they get paid 50 satang, those guys on the bikes that you see with like yeah. 100 kilos of like plastic bottles. Is it like 50, 50, 50 satang. Oh, 50, 50 satang? satang yeah, for, for a, a kilo. For a kilo? It's bullshit, right? Jesus. So now what you can say is like out of that kilo of plastic, you can get 70% efficiency, you can get 700 milliliter of gasoline, right? So I don't know, fucking use it for your own bike or sell it, I don't care. Is there a byproduct to it though? There must be. Because then there's gonna be a gas offset as well, right? So they, they call that sin gas. And so what you can do, and like this is like version three yeah. of what I've got. So the sin gas comes off and then feeds back into the flame, right? So therefore it's like so it's yourself all burnt off. yourself, yeah, 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 that's exactly right. Now you've got to be a bit pragmatic about it because there's puritanical 
technical pricks out there will go, well, you, but you've got to like use a flame to cook it. And it's like, until I get it to 70% efficiency, that's right, right? I'll use callow gas and put it on a burner and, and, and that's what we do. But then as soon as I've got that ready, then I'll get parabolic mirrors and then just basically make a solar furnace and then open source that too. So we can have those dotted around, not only like Phuket, but we can have around the whole of like Thailand and Bali as well. Like Bali's got an even worse fucking plastic problem. So you're a bit pragmatic about it because you're essentially taking a, you know, oil, right? It's been turned into like short chain hydrocarbon, right? Yeah. Plastic. And then you're cooking it to turn it back into long chain, right? Uh, sorry, the other way around. Um, but yeah, so you can do that. And, and that basically should mean that you're not digging anything more out of the ground. So it should relatively be, uh, I don't want to say carbon neutral, but it's going to be a lot easier to like get it's fuel doing from its that. Bit. It's doing, it's its, doing bit. its bit. But there's other, there's other companies out there as well that, are, that, are, that I know of that are doing uh, carbon capture. So they're basically taking um, just purely air, right? So they've got special machines that like just sit there and just suck in um, atmospheric air. <laughs> like, and what that does, it turns it into, um, into usable like syngas, right? So just, just that's it. There's no other chemicals involved in doing that. So I don't know what the technology is they're using to do that, but that definitely interests me yeah. as well, in, right? In terms of the, you know, your little sort of fusion reactors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in more simplistic terms, I can drive around with my bottles of, my plastic bottles that I've collected. Yes. Put them in this particular machine yes. and then I've got myself some fuel. Yes. Back on my motorbike. That's exactly right. And so now you turn a plastic problem into something that's worth money for a local to collect, right? Now, now the good times are coming back in Phuket, right? That's great, and the locals will start working in tourism again and earning a normal wage, but there'll still be someone at the lower end of society that will go, you know what, the best I can do is to go and collect the plastic and then sell maybe the gasoline, right? Mm -hmm. So to give them you know, some... I, I love the idea more from... I, I have a... <clears throat> I think we're all pretty much on the same page when it comes to things like plastic and climate change and all of that. Yep. My view is very much so we're fucked because, <clears throat> and I've used the analogy before, if you hear a fire alarm going off, mm. nobody gives a shit. No. If the flames are licking at the door mm. and you can see it, mm. you bug out. And it's the same with climate change. Until the tidal wave smashes wherever, then nothing but can in be all the tidal wave, But the tidal wave's just going to go off the edge of the earth. That's also true. We're going to get to that bit in a minute. We'll yeah. get into that bit in a minute. But yeah. in terms of something like what you're suggesting here is, mm. it's not a big leap change. You're not saying to everyone that you've got to scratch gasoline completely no. and you know, your bike's now going to be solar powered. Mm. Well, how do I fucking charge it and all of that? Which is saying, well, you use fuel, but we're just getting it from a different source. The source of which is massively readily available if it's coming out of plastic. And I think if you use something like this, right, a technology like this, and again, it's called pyrolysis, um, then that's great. And then that will kind of be like a stepping stone until mass adoption of electronic vehicle, electronic? Electric vehicles yeah. like takes place. Because that's happening in, in Europe and America and sure. Australia very, very slowly. Uh, go Australia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll basically see EVs taking sort of effects. We're seeing a lot more of them actually. I've noticed that in the last 12 months. You're seeing a lot more of those electric bikes on the road. Yeah. Or electric cars. Yes. Yeah. And do you know yeah. what no one's thought about? Because mm. you can't hear them. And I tell you what, yeah. that is, I think that's terrible because I've walked across where I dropped my kids off and all of a sudden this Mercedes, I was like, where the fuck did that come from? They're supposed to actually have a device on there that will like, emit like um, for pedestrians, because right? Because you can't hear them. No. You, you really can't. It's, it's weird, terrible. isn't it? So, and this is the thing with um, like Formula One and also mm. the Formula E. Mm. And one of the big ticket items with Formula E, the electric version of Formula One, and why it's not so mm. massively followed, it's a simple fact of... Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to hear the round? Yeah, you 
want to hear those engines fucking roaring. That's just you know, old school culture. I right? think the so, island that is going to benefit massively from that. Like no one wants to really go back to like choking like fucking buses. You know, like you know. Correct. I, I, it's just, I, just but surely it can't be that thing. difficult with electric cars just to put in a sound system. So when you you hit the throttle, it revs and it, it makes the sound. But it's just I think some cars, just some of the sports cars do have that. They do have a sound that you can put on. But I don't know if it's just <laughs> internally, so you could. Well, Tesla's got like a fart gag on its on its Absolutely. thing. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know, anything's possible. And then get the fuck out of the way. Gay technology. You, you mentioned ice. So sorry, I'm just going to go back. You do, you do ice cream as well? Yeah, yeah. We do, we do vegan ice cream. Uh, so yeah. And all of this is available online on your website. Yeah, just go. Stuff. Yeah, um, just go straight to our Facebook page, right? Which is uh, Kombucha Wow, one word. Spelt with an O. Spelt with a K. All oh, right. Yeah. It's good. Just checking. Kicking cur, not curly cur. <laughs> Russ. I'm fairly confident the answer is yes, but you you do believe the world is flat. You're both looking at me, so like viewers, they're looking at me, and I don't know viewers? what to say. Yeah, viewers, they're viewers. viewers at this moment in time. I don't know what the right answer here. Of course, it's not. Really? Russell's looking for someone that wants to. I know someone, and I've never invited him onto the podcast. What really? You you know a flat earther? I do know. Man, you need idea. to get him on there. Mate, seriously. Oh my god, yeah. you need to get him on that. Would just be for the lulls. <laughs> You know? <laughs> the lulls. My God, I would just. Oh, I love you. I love myself. you so much. Have you seen the documentary on Netflix on it? No, but oh, I mate, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up for you. It's fucking brilliant. It's oh. just good. It's the, the best ending to a documentary ever. Anyway, oh. um, what sort of things have you got on your bucket list? So I've got a piece of uh, two pieces of software and uh, one hopefully for next week. That's so a shocking surprise. I know. I've got like a, an app for food delivery. Um, so I'm going to compete with Grab and Food Panda. So um, you're ahead of the market there, mate. Yep. It's going to be better than that though. Like it's not just another food delivery app. Every single like restaurant and cafe that I've it shown way. it, no, they, they all love it because it basically doesn't, um, it doesn't take the 35%, but it's a completely different business model. That's fucking awesome. I'm really, really excited. So I've got it installed on the phone and uh, I'm going to be testing it after this podcast, actually, the new version of it. So hopefully that should launch next week. So that's not just in Phuket, that's like worldwide. So Apple, App Store and, and Google Play. So I've been working on that for about 16 months. So yeah, that should be out. You've got your finger in a lot of pies, haven't you? Well, we actually we use it. So we're dog food in our own software. So like, you know, if you're doing kombucha deliveries around Phuket, wouldn't it be great if you had your own piece of software to be able to do those deliveries? So, you know, it's kind of an extension of that. It's very, very cool. I really like it. Sweet. Yes. Well, well, look, I've, it, time has gone. Yes. I, I love what you do. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for being on. I've, I've learned welcome. a lot and uh, I now know how to spell kombucha. Kicking cur, not curly cur. Got that. And there's and, an O in there somewhere. And an O. <laughs> I'm not sure where it is. I can spell wow. Just about. I think so. Yeah. O W O. Yeah. Close, isn't it? Woo. Woo wow. It can be however you want. Be creative. That's Nathan. what I say. Thank you very much for being on. You're welcome. Podcast. Thank Cheers, you buddy. so much. Great Cheers, guys. Thanks, Thanks Russ. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Welcome to the outro. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I like Nathan. And I like Nathan Haig. And you made lots of jokes about the Haig. Kind of. Isn't that a place in Holland? Yes. Oh. Isn't that where the raw... The, the criminal the, court the, is, That's yeah. what I was going to about to say. The, the war criminals. Can I just say that Nathan's not a war criminal? <laughs> before anyone thinks... We, of, should, we should probably um, caveat that, yes. We're at your, um, your dog academy today. I'm just watching the dog having a poo. Well, that's what I think of this podcast, I guess. <laughs> that's quite amusing. Now I wish it was a video podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the way it's walking while doing... Anyway, we, the listener doesn't need to know about yeah. the, the poodle having a, a poodle. The poodle having a poo. <laughs> um, I have to be honest with you, Russell. I have some kombucha or kombucha. Yep. Oh, I'll get that check right. you out. Only because um, the next day Nathan kindly sent me some. Oh, bless him. So I have That's some to kind. share with you, which I should have brought with me today so we could take a picture of us drinking it. Drinking it. What flavour is it? Oh, oh, he sent me all five oh, different nice. flavours. 
Well, it said four flavours, but I've got five bottles. So Ooh, maybe we've got a special unless one. Unless one is a special, <laughs> a special one. It's a quite yellowy one. and warm, this one. <laughs> I'm not sure what it was. Cider. Anyway, you're a com- have you a kombucha fan? Uh, kombucha, kombucha? Kombucha. Um, I have certainly had it before. Um, it's not something I necessarily rush out to make sure I've got, but if it's there, I'll certainly drink it. Yeah, I've got vinegar in my house. I don't go and rush out and drink that. Fair one. Listen, no, I, no, it is it's nice. good stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, stuff. we, we did try some at, at Christine Wiley Puppy's place. And I think this, I like the apple and cinnamon one because it reminded me of Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, there you so go. So that made me happy. So, Just to let you know, my Christmas decorations are up in my house already. Oh, you're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Halloween finished, your birthday came, and then we put up the Christmas decorations. Happy birthday, by the way. You missed that last week. I'm not being... F- it's November. Yep. Which in itself is, is quite scary. Well, it's November. Yeah. I mean, last year... It was November this time as well. Last year just dragged on and on and not for everyone. It just took forever. Where's this year gone? It's Christmas. I don't care. It's bizarre. Anyway, that was Nathan. Wow, Nathan. kombucha. I was going to ask what the name kombucha. of the um, It's good. And honestly, you've not seen the artwork yet, have you? This is why I should have no, brought the bottles with me. But that's the thing. But the image I had in my head was very much along the lines of what they've gone and done. Exactly. Anyway, which, is, and it, which is brilliant. And it's very cool. So go and check them out. We'll put all the links in the description. So you go and order some kombucha or kombucha, depending on what you want to say. Really cool guy, though. I think we both realized and very And very interesting story. Really so, interesting so, lots story. Lots of quirky stuff. Yeah, I kind of, I did zone out a bit when you two started talking IT geeky stuff. But, um, <laughs> yeah, apart from that. No, he's a, he's a really nice guy. I'm, I'm pleased we finally met him. Yeah. You know, and as you said, as we walked out of Bake where we were recording it you know, he's the sort of guy we could go and hang out with on an evening have a never, beer and just yeah. chill yeah absolutely really really yeah. cool guy there's some people we wouldn't do that with no let's like not Steve. mention their name switch Steve <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> either of them yeah. if you're listening um, either <laughs> or. anyway it was your birthday last week did you have a nice birthday did indeed yes did you get lots of nice presents I did indeed did you have a lovely day I did it all go it. well I had the most amazing day did, did, did people tag you in lots of pictures yes do you want to keep going down this question <laughs> in or not I'm looking at that face <laughs> probably, that's probably no that's a, the way, yeah. should we finish it well, now actually, yeah probably should why it's been a long outro it's been a good outro though really you've enjoyed, you've enjoyed this especially this last one I'm guessing yeah I did yeah a little bit that's alright I'm, a, I'm a here Monday. Jay I know to improve your life um, there's lots of exciting things happening. Oh, such as Christmas, um, Christmas, uh, YouTube. I, I've been, I've roped into, I, I've been roped into doing a YouTube video. That's ooh. or a YouTube channel. For Are you somebody. dressed? Um, partly. Okay, oh, good partly. to know. Um, so there's lots of exciting things happening. And if you have a dog to train, Russell, where would it come to? I would suggest coming up here to Canine Point Academy. You got space? That's just because I'm slightly biased. You are slightly biased. Nice day today. You've got lots of doggies out there. I'd also say if you are listening and you do want some of your dog to stay at Christmas, you need to book now. Bookings. Do I get 10% if they book through this channel? You do. Yes. Excellent. Book your dog here at Canine Point Academy. Come to jaylashark at gmail.com. Um, you'll get no discount, but I'll get 10% of whatever you pay, Russell. That's exactly how that's going to work. That's awesome. Man. Brilliant. Love it. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Russ. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Oh, I just couldn't put the ladies bit in. Ooh, oh, hello. Just to, <laughs> just to, some people don't like her voice, apparently. Who's? The lady, this lady here. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very podcasty. It's great. I think it fits perfectly. Okay. But it's very American. All right, shall I get a British one? Can you get Morgan Freeman? I'll ask. Okay. See ya. Bye. Follow us on Facebook at Jail Shark and Friends, on Twitter, at Phuket Podcast, on Instagram, at Phuket Podcast. But the best place to go is PhuketPodcast.com.
The Jail Shark and Friends and Russell podcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.